welcome to the first and last episode of my K-12 growth arc. The thing that I noticed the most when reflecting back on these years is how I came out of my shell and became more open to people. It has been a long journey to where I am today. I'm Colorado born and raised from a family of two loving parents and two older brothers. Will is my oldest brother and Mike is the middle child. Mike and I got along quite well. Will was always independent and cynical. When I was really young, I was very shy and didn't interact with many people. I would depend on either my parents or my brothers to help me in social situations or even very basic things such as ordering food just because I was so nervous with all of it. With practice, I did eventually get to order my own food and simple things like that, but I was still very nervous in, in social situations where I was alone. I wouldn't exactly know what to do or how to present myself. I went to Foothills Academy for elementary school. It was a small private school that valued friendliness and respect. I was nervous at first, but I met a few people that I connected with and we all shared interests. I gained more confidence being able to connect with other people. Meeting new people was simple as all of us were in the same boat and we were still trying to figure everything out. In fourth grade, the school was closing down due to a lack of funds. I was upset because I would lose my friends and have to start all over again. Fifth grade came around and I was enrolled at Ralston Elementary. I thought, great, I have to do this whole meeting new people all over again. How fun. I was not uh, excited to be the nervous kid looking for friends again. Fifth grade was a hard year for me socially because I was trying to find a group of friends that enjoyed my company. Many disregarded me as an outcast. I felt worthless and felt like I needed validation from others to be happy. Near the end of the year, I started hanging around friends that enjoyed the same things as me and enjoyed my company. Even if we were the weird kids in class, I'd rather have great friends than be alone trying to ride with the so-called cool kids. As I found my interest and gained confidence, I was more open to my brothers. When I shared these interests and beliefs with them, they squashed on them and belittled me. This ruined my previously built confidence. Often my brothers and I would always be in this two versus one dynamic, with me being the alone one nine times out of ten. My parents would tell me not to worry about what they say, however it'd be hard, it'd be hard to disregard it when society tells you how awesome it is to have brothers who would look out for you. Due to this, I began to go on an emotional decline. I went back into my shell after that. This made me nor- more nervous and this hurt my progress that I previously built up and I was less confident in my socializing skills. All throughout elementary school, I had a few friends that I connected deeply with, but I never really expanded my circle. My friends and I had a lot of fun times and we connected, but when I talked to strangers, I was still very shy and nervous. I talked to my mother, Nancy Foley, about her perspective of my personal growth. When did you see me come out of my shell? Uh, I think it was maybe sixth grade when you were at Denver School of the Arts when you noticed that you, um, well, you just started having more friends then and uh, you were also exploring the creativity of your studies there at Denver School of the Arts by making um, videos and that kind of thing. When did you notice I was more social? Um, that was probably during eighth grade when you've, you, uh, consistently hung out with the same group of friends and you guys were wanting to plan more outings together outside of the time of the school time. Um, and then you definitely kept hanging out with that same group during high school 
Uh, but it took you a little bit longer at Lakewood to find your group of friends there and kind of come out of your shell within Lakewood. And did you notice Mike and Will kind of harass and pick on me? Oh, yes. They've always been supervising you, and um, they're like the two extra parents who aren't necessarily supportive, but they are critical. <laughs> um, so, yes, that that has been significant over your lifetime, and I think it it's subsiding now. school began, I was at a completely new school called Denver School of the Arts. I was a bit nervous at first, however I knew that all of us were in the same boat. We just needed to figure it out in our first few months there. I majored in Video Cinema Arts, VCA for short, which is just a fancy word for filmmaking. I was able to make fun videos with like-minded people and I was able to get constructive criticism on my work. In classes, I generally stayed quiet and hated doing presentations or anything spoken for that matter. In the core classes, I met some of my greatest friends ever, Cole, John, and Alex. I connected with these guys the most, and there are more more friends I still talk to to this day from DSA. We all had very similar personalities, a lot of common interests. We liked the same video games, same memes, same movies, and all that. We joked a lot and had a lot of fun just messing around doing whatever we wanted to do. This really helped me come out of my shell because I saw they were like-minded people, maybe nervous and scared, just like I am. And the search was the hardest part. Leaving middle school was bittersweet. I was going to miss my friends, but all other factors of school, I didn't mind leaving. I wasn't that passionate about VCA or the school's academics, and it was a two-hour round trip. I was nervous about high school more so about the workload than meeting new people, because I'd already done it twice before. I was ready for the challenge and wanted to test myself. I'd grown quite a lot already, and I credit it to my experiences and friends at DSA. Before high school started, I joined the Lakewood Mountain Bike Team. I was more so coerced by my parents instead of wanting to go all in. I knew they were thinking about my best interests and I reasoned that it seemed like the only sport at Lakewood I would enjoy and want to go to practice. This decision is one of the best decisions I have made. At the first practice, I didn't know what to expect and was out of my element. Even before practice started, the coaches and older riders were welcoming and friendly. I must have had a positive gut feeling that day, although I have no memory of it, because I was always comfortable at practice and my doubts about joining immediately stopped. The team was beneficial in an athletic and social sense. The athletic benefit is quite apparent, but the social benefit took a while to notice and figure out. I was in a community of like-minded people who all shared a common interest. I know you must be saying this is obvious because of the definition of community, but it was surprising to me because I'd never been in a community like this before. It was so new to me and I enjoyed every second of it, even the hard parts like climbing a 17% grade fire road up Green Mountain. I enjoyed all of it because I was with friends and colleagues who shared a love for cycling. We would strive and struggle together. I called the head coach of the team, Eric Graham, to ask him about my personal growth on the team. I think I noticed Matt um, growing. Um, one of the things I really started to notice when I saw these changes starting to occur was mostly just a, uh, a building of his confidence. Um, and I think there's a lot of factors that have to do with building confidence. Um, but I do think uh, just being on the bike um, and showing confidence, not just in your ability and seeing that improvement and getting over obstacles, 
um, but that has applications to real life. Um, so confidence was certainly a big factor, I think, for Matt in watching him grow over the course of four years uh, on the mountain bike team. Um, and and it, sometimes that's just uh, becoming a little bit more self-aware and that you have capabilities that maybe you weren't previously aware of. Um, so realizing his own capabilities, I think, was a big step in uh, watching Matt build his confidence over the course of time. Um, I think that's one of the big things that I noticed over the course of four years um, and really starting to um, not just being a leader from a vocal standpoint, but also being a leader from just um, being present and uh, leading by example as well. Um, putting the nose to the grind. Matt knew when to have fun, but he also knew when to kind of turn that off and turn on into work mode. Um, he had a fantastic work ethic um, all through, um, but I started to see that ethic, work ethic start to really improve probably maybe halfway through or into his freshman year. Um, and that's very normal with everybody, especially with mountain biking, because um, at first it's it's very daunting because... Uh, it's it's a really tough sport. You have to have endurance, you have to have skill, and you also have to have a mental game. Um, so it's really a three-pronged approach, um, and it takes some time to achieve all that. And, and Matt took that on in a very, very short period of time. Um, so when you start to see your ability and start to see improvement in yourself, your confidence typically grows. Um, and it grew immeasurably over the course of four years, um, just in the way he carried himself, the way he rode his bike, um, and the way he also talked with his teammates. Um, we were blessed back in the early years when Matt first started with us to have some fantastic upperclassmen, um, and Matt really took the torch uh, from those upperclassmen when he became an upperclassman uh, to show the next generation of our young riders. Um, so um, those are some of the big things that I saw when, when I say Matt really grew as a person, as a mountain biker, uh, as a student and also as a leader. The upperclassmen were friendly and happy to teach us their knowledge on biking and their high school experiences. Talking and riding with the upperclassmen gave a great boost to my confidence and social awareness. Their friendliness and support was surprising for me because my oldest brother, Will, gave a different impression about older people for me. As an underclassman on the team, I was under the wing of the coaches and upperclassmen. This helped me transition from freshman and sophomore year all the way to my last year on the team. In the summer after sophomore year, I had the hang of practices and races down to science. I was confident, comfortable, and happy. I had pushed myself and learned that I have great potential when action is taken. I had formed great friendships with some of the riders and knew everyone on the team. I remembered how supportive the upperclassmen were to me, so I wanted to pay forward and help the entering underclassmen. This change in roles, although subtle, opened my eyes to different perspectives because I saw the same look of nervousness in the new riders at the beginning of the summer. I knew the position they were in and I did everything I could do to welcome them and show them our community. Last summer was my final year on the team. I became a co-captain. With this newfound responsibility, I had to go out of my comfort zone and be proactive with interactions. I welcomed the new riders, helped them with sections, and kept the community atmosphere going. I didn't know what I was doing exactly, but I rolled with it. This helped me immensely because I realized that starting the conversation is the hardest part and it's all downhill from there. I got to meet a fair amount of people and it helped me better understand empathy. Recently, in my phone call interview with Coach Eric, I asked him why he selected me for this position. Thank you.
there was a lot of reasons I chose Matt to be co-captain of our team in his senior year. Um, for his leadership abilities, uh, certainly is one big piece of that. As a senior and showing the way for some of our younger kids, um, not just using his voice, but leading by example, um, just in the way he carried himself. Um, I think one of the kind of the immeasurable things that that Matt had that a lot of people on our team don't have um, is it's it can be an emotional sport. It can be frustrating. It can there can be a lot of highs and lows in mountain biking because um, there's so many things that are out of your control, such as the bike, course conditions, so on and so forth. And one of the very unique things about Matt is that he was kind of our steady Eddie, um, which is so important and critical for any team to have someone like that, especially not just in a leadership capacity, but someone that's been on the team for a long time. Um, Matt never got too high when he saw good success, and he never got too low when he saw or experienced any type of failure, whether it was in his control or out of his control. Um, those are key characteristics that I or really anybody, um, whether it's on a team, whether it's in a school environment, or whether it's in a professional environment, which will serve him well um, when he chooses his own career path after he gets out of college and such, is to maintain that steady attitude of just never being too high, never being too low, and just continue cruising along. Um, And it's also one of the things that kind of goes unnoticed about Matt as well um, is that mountain biking is, is hard. Um, There's a lot of challenges. Again, there's a lot of things that, that happen that are out of control. Bikes break, flat tires, weather, um, a lot of those things. But Matt always had this keen ability to find joy in, in these things that are extremely hard, Um, which leads me to believe that, I, I truly believe that Matt will continue his mountain biking for years and years to come. Whether he continues to race or not really doesn't matter. Um, but I sincerely hope to not just see him on the trails, but I hope he continues uh, riding. Um, because it, it is riding mountain bikes is a great metaphor for life um, in that it, stuff's going to happen. Stuff's going to happen out of your control. And Matt deals with that as well as probably anybody on our team really ever did. Um, and again, it's a lot of it is just those things that happen so much out of our control. Um, but leading by example was, was another part of that in that, um, people were never judged by Matt because of their ability, because of their age, because of their sex, because of socioeconomic factors, nothing like that. Um, Matt would take on and, and befriend anyone on our team for any reason because of the person that they were, not because of any outside factors, not because of the work they put in, not because of anything. Um, he was just one of those people that, that could get along with really anybody and talk to anybody. Um, so and you know, we, we always say that um, for mountain biking, you have to embrace the suck. Um, and I think Matt uh, exemplified embracing the suck. I think that, that again, it's one of those great metaphors for life that there's going to be moments, um, or whether he's training for the Leadville 100, there's going to be moments where things are going to suck. 
Um, but I think whether he consciously or subconsciously thinks back to his days on the mountain bike team on some of those races, maybe even certain practices when we were doing um, climbs out at White Ranch or whatever, there's going to be times when it's going to suck. Um, and you just have to push through those moments and know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always a crest that you're going to reach at some point, and there's going to be a downhill on the other side. Um, so always remember that. And that was one of the things I just loved as being a coach of Matt all those years. There's, again, there's so many reasons why I chose him uh, to be a co-captain, but his, his steadiness, never too high, never too low, um, taking on any kid of any age, any ability, finding joy in the suck, finding joy in mountain biking, having a positive attitude, um, that exemplifies what I find fantastic about that sport. And that's, those are just a few of the reasons why I chose Matt to be our co-captain. My experience on the mountain bike team has been an enjoyable and valuable journey. I learned many things and they have helped me immensely in my life. During senior year, I had many friends and knew a large amount of people. I began to enjoy social interactions, whether they were quick hello or hour-long conversations. In English class, I wanted to speak and participate, and I felt real value in what we were learning. When I learned about our research paper presentations in English, I wasn't worried about the speaking at all. I made my note cards, slides, and did what I always do for presentations. This time, I was ready, though. I didn't feel nervous because it was something I was passionate about. I recently interviewed Miss Gerke about her experiences watching me come out of my shell in her English class over these two semesters of senior year. What was your perception of me in the fall when I started your class? Well, you seemed from the beginning rather introverted and more shy. I don't like to compare you to your brother, but I also had your brother who seemed to have similar, a similar disposition. Um, but when I talked to you, I think you were more quick to respond and to participate in class so then I knew I could do that in the future. And what is your perception of me after having me for two year classes and sort of seeing me sort of grow and everything? Yeah, you've definitely grown. Um, I definitely saw that in the 1984 discussions when we would talk as a class. I think you for the first time talked willingly versus me calling on you and you contributing. Um, but I've also just seen your demeanor seem lighter and kind of just more confident. I think you have some friends in class and you seem confident with where you, you are as a senior. A senior. And um, yes, was I more reserved at the beginning of the senior year? I know we kind of went back to this. Definitely, which isn't unusual. I mean, you were in a composition class, so that doesn't lend itself to a lot of class discussions. Um, but through that, we did do your big 10-minute presentation. Big ten, and yes. you were very formal, very measured and I didn't see any visible anxious signs of speaking. Coming out of my shell has been a difficult journey for me. I faced many roadblocks and used to be in some dark places. I learned the value of community, friendship, and meeting new people. I'm so thankful for all the struggle I had. From this struggle, I learned and grew. Today, I am more open and social than I ever have been. Thank you so much for listening.